0: Hello and welcome to Still No Plan, I'm Jordan Granger
1: and I'm Autumn Webb and we are so happy you're here. Hello! Hi!
0: This is so fun because we're finally recording in person. Autumn is visiting me in Seattle um, and we are sitting on the floor of my bedroom (laughs) recording this episode. Okay, well, what is your tree of
1: the week? My treat of the week is that I'm here in Seattle, and the weather is like 85, and Mm -hmm. the lake is like 75. And Sean and I came up; we bought our tickets really last minute, but we made it work, and we're here. And Jordan's getting a new puppy tomorrow, so it's like Mm -hmm. all good things to see, like friends and family, and like socialize and just chill by the lake. It's been a very like refreshing and and just good weekend all around. So my treat of the week is that I'm here. Yay! That would be mine, too,
0: but mine is <laughs> also going to be something you mentioned.
1: My puppy. Mm-hmm.
0: Yay! I'm getting a German short hair pointer, which is the same that my sister has, Duke. You can follow him on Instagram. Duke the Hawaii GSP is my sister's. Mine is going to be named Moose, and Kai is currently in Wichita, Kansas, waiting to bring him back. Um, He's picking him up and flying him back on the plane tomorrow. It's going to be chaotic, but we're super excited, so when this airs... We will have the puppy so you can check out Insta. He'll be our new um, pod mascot. We'll definitely post about him.
1: <laughs> Yay. It's so exciting. I know. Yeah. So
0: exciting. So fun. Um, okay. What was your resource of the week? What's something you've listened to or watched that you've been enjoying?
1: So we, yesterday we watched Woodstock 99. I think it's like train wreck Woodstock yes. 99 or something like that. And it was so insane. Like it's like a three episode mini series, and if you have time to watch it, I'd really recommend because I feel like we all know about the sixty nine, and I was always like, "Oh, they tried to bring it back, it didn't really work," and like that was what happened. But Mm -hmm. watching the actual chaos and like hell that it was was literal hell, insane. We are all like, "Wow, really good pick!" Like who decided we watch this? I don't know, but it was really good. And so um, so yeah, it's not like scary. It's just like wow, that that was what life. That's how it went down.
0: It was so crazy. It was like, I literally fell asleep. We were so tired. And so I took a little nap in the beginning of the first episode. And then I woke up and I was like, oh my God. And like, literally <laughs> it was like, gl- like eyes glued to the TV. Every single one of us. My sister like wandered downstairs and did that thing where she kind of like wandered by and then like blocked eyes with the TV and then like sat down and mm-hmm. was also hooked. Like, we. It was, so, my dad did the same thing. Like, he came down and was like, what's going on? And then, like, also was hooked on the episode. Also, there was, like,
1: fully people over that we were supposed to be hanging out with. And we were kind of just like, no, we're watching we are so
0: now. hyper-focused <laughs> on this. It was, I don't know, did, what do we watch? Was it on Netflix?
1: I don't even know. I have to ask. I have to ask. But yeah. one of them. We'll Netflix, po- we'll Hulu, HBO it. Max. One of the big ones that everyone has.
0: Yeah. It was so freaking good. So, I think that was called Trainwreck. Mm-hmm. Um, good one. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Mine is, last week I listened to this, it was actually, I think it was the most recent My Favorite Murder episode, and they had one of their survivors that they covered, and actually, she's a survivor who, there was just a movie about her. She's one of the ones who escaped a serial killer, I think maybe in LA, Mm -hmm. and he like held her in a basement for like three days, and she like kept her head on her shoulders, And paid super close attention to all of the details of, Mm -hmm. like, the apartment, the lighting, like, all of this shit. And she escaped. And she was, like, instrumental in catching this guy. And he was a serial killer, like, killing young women. And she, like, saved so many young women's lives because she remembered all the details. But, so, definitely listen to the episode where they talk about it and also watch the movie because it's really cool. And now she's a police officer because of her experience. But the episode was really cool because it actually talked more about, like, the impact of, like, being a survivor
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and, you know, how to have the correct response when someone has been through a traumatic experience and they tell you about it. And it was very, like, much more focused on kind of, like, her as a resource rather than, like, her story. And they do a whole episode covering her story, so you can get that elsewhere. But it was really interesting. And, like, as someone who's been through trauma with, like, my family – I didn't even know some of the answers to, like, the questions about, like, how you respond to a friend who's been through trauma, how you Mm -hmm. can, like, be there for those people. I didn't even really know, like, the responses that I was looking for from my friends. And so it was a great resource. She talks about how she's coped, kind of, like, how therapy worked for her. She also talks about, like, how storytellers like Karen and Georgia who cover these things and journalists who cover these things can best approach because it's obviously very traumatic, especially with, like... Stories where the survivors are, you know, still alive and, like, Mm -hmm. the story is fresh somewhat. Like, it's not, like, generations and generations ago. It's, like, kind of recent. Um, So it was a super great resource and, like, 10 out of 10 recommend. I love My Favorite Murder and it was a very – I listened to it and I I normally don't listen to the ones that aren't the stories. Mm -hmm. But I was like, you know, I don't have anything else to listen to. And, like, clicked on it and the whole time I was so intrigued and she was a great speaker. And so that's mine. Also,
1: one. I feel like it's nice to listen to true crime sort of thing where it's, like, it ends in a good story. Like, the person lives and the person gets out because it gives you hope that, God forbid, you are to get in one of the situations that, like, you don't have to just give in. Like, yeah. you can fight and you can – there are certain things that you can do to, like, ensure your chances of, like mm-hmm. – increase your chances of getting out. and yeah. I think it's especially as women, very important that we are aware and yeah. understand these things. So it's nice to have like a yay, we won, we <laughs> like won yeah. sort of oh, episode. Yeah. And
0: she was um, sixteen when it happened. Oh my god! And she survived and escaped. Wow! I'm and like to tricked that. him. That sounds it's very good, so good. Um, and yeah, now she's a cop because of her experience and like how a good cop. Yeah, and like how the cops supported her through the mm-hmm. experience. She was like, one, she could kind of see the gaps and was like, I need to be in this space. Like, as mm-hmm. a survivor to help, but also she was, like, these are the people that, like, saved my life and got yeah. this guy and, like, all these things. So, really amazing and empowering and uplifting, and she was really uh, interesting. So, Love super it. recommend. And, yeah, I think that's it. <laughs>
1: yeah, we covered all our bases.
0: Treated covered our bases. Resource.
1: And
0: that's it, yeah. I think that's it. Okay. So... Uh, We're doing another just us conversation about a topic that we want to learn more about or have learned about and want to share. And I'm going to do it on building habits. I recently read Atomic Habits and I think you did also. Mm -hmm. It's such a good book if you haven't read it. Most of this is based off of that. There's a few pieces um, and I'll tell you when those are that come from the book um, Better Than Before. It's by the same... It's Gretchen Rubin. She also does Mm -hmm. Happiness Project. Mm -hmm. And it's... Both are like very focused on habits. She was the first person who introduced me to the idea that like your entire life is basically built up of just habits, mm-hmm. and if you those can be good or bad, but like they really are just habits, and like so you can kind of truly change your life by changing your habits, like a hundred percent. And obviously, Atomic Habits gets into that much more. Um, but honestly, one of the things that I love about Atomic Habits is that as someone with ADHD habit building is a little bit different for me and it feels a little bit more intimidating, but I think the science that he uses is very applicable to, you know, anyone. It's not just neurotypical people. It really is applicable to people with ADHD. A lot of the things still apply. And so I feel like, you know, it's beneficial to someone like me who's kind of chaotic versus like someone like Autumn who is better at building habits. Like it's still helpful to literally anyone. So this is a very high-level and very brief version of what he covers in the book, and I still highly recommend, obviously, reading the book. It's phenomenal.
1: And even if you have read the book, I think like it's, like, a good refresher. Yeah. Like, and a good summary. Like, it's such a long book, and then you, like, you read it, and then you forget to do the things they say to do. Like, this is a good refresher for me, so I'm really excited yeah. to no, hear what No, it was them, a good refresher for are. me <laughs> to, like, take notes and go yeah. back and remember. Yeah. Um, So the first thing that
0: he kind of talks about is how every habit is based on a habit loop. Mm. And the habit loop is cue, craving, response, reward. And, like, any habit, good or bad, can be a part of this, like, habit loop. So, like, for example, like, with alcohol, let's say, like, you go to a bar. That's your cue. Then you have a craving for a drink. You – the response is having the drink. And then the reward is, like – the feelings that you get from having that drink. So like that would be the habit loop for having a drink in a bar. Um, and there's kind of each step of that process ways to manipulate it so that it's easier to build better habits or it's like harder to do bad habits that you want to mm-hmm. get rid of. Um, and he talks about like the reason he got into this because he was a pro ba- b- baseball player or he was like a college baseball player or something. And he got really severely injured And his, like, whole life changed, and he just kind of, like, felt super lost and didn't know how to, like, function and, like, survive and just was, like, kind of at, like, rock bottom. So he started, like, obsessing over these, like, daily routines and habits, and those, like, completely transformed his life. And so I think, like I said, this can be, like, transformational.
1: Also, we talk about this a lot. Like, we don't support the idea of, like... We don't support discipline. <laughs> we don't feel like that like works for us. And mm-hmm. so any kind of ways that we can trick ourselves into, like, hack our brain to, like, get around the things that make building new habits harder for us, like, mm-hmm. we are subscribers to. <laughs> yeah. And so this is one of them for sure. And one of the things about
0: habits is that they don't take discipline. Like, they mm-hmm. should be habitual. It should be, like, so easy and instinctual that it literally – takes up almost none of your willpower in a day and that can reserve your willpower for things later when you like it's not habitual you know Mm -hmm. so that's why like morning routines are so effective because you set yourself up in such a way that like it doesn't take anything out of you but you are now set up for an entire day of like being the most productive version of yourself so it really isn't based on discipline it's about like just building these habits like tricking yourself into these habits and yeah that's why it's i think also great that's i think that's why it applies to both neurotypical people and people with adhd because it doesn't really take that like discipline component Mm -hmm. um so i'm gonna go through like the tricks of these different things and kind of like one example of each of the tricks he goes obviously into much more detail in the book but the first trick is to make it obvious and you know Kind of clear, but I think that's one of the biggest things for me with ADHD is that if something's out of sight, it's out of mind. Like, 100%. If it's tucked away, I will forget about it. That's why, like, I, as shitty as it is, I love the, like, laundry chairs Mm -hmm. in my room rather than, like, a tucked away laundry bin. Because if it's a laundry bin that, like, looks clean most of the time... I will just shove it full of shit until it's, like, completely overflowing before I do anything about it. So you have no underwear left. Yeah, exactly. Until I, like, can't function. And so if it's, like, a little pile on my floor, I'm, like, forced to address it much sooner. Mm -hmm. Which Kai hates. But he calls it my depressing corner. And I'm allowed to have – I have one little space that I'm allowed to do this.
1: It's not compromise. It is
0: living together compromise. So I think that's an example of, like, a bad habit if, you know, if you don't want to be messy, like, have your shit everywhere because it's in your face all the time. Like, if I tuck things away, I'm never going to remember to actually put them away. But a positive one is, like, I take medicine every day and I have to have it out of my counter. But ever since I put it out of my counter, I, like, for a while I was like, oh, it's kind of weird to, like, put my antidepressants out on my counter. Now I'm like I don't fucking care. I talk about this on live television,
1: <laughs> whatever this is called, on live television
0: <laughs> on air constantly. Everyone knows I take antidepressants at this point. It's not a surprise to anyone. Like, whoa, I thought Jordan was so stable, I your was, like perfect. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. So I have my antidepressants and my other medication on my counter. So I wake up every morning and I see it, and so the cue is so obvious. It's like in my face and I take Mm -hmm. it. Um, And another example of this is I wanted to get my hands just felt really dry, especially in winter in Seattle. So I put hand cream on my desk, like a big tube of hand cream. And I'll just be sitting in meetings and like see it and be Mm -hmm. like, oh, there's my cue. Like put on my hand cream. Mm -hmm. So that was a good one. And then also I have this giant water bottle. If I don't have this big, giant, bright water bottle, like, around me, I literally won't drink water for, like, mm-hmm. two days at a time, <laughs> and so it's, like, an issue, and I always lose it, and I always have to have people <laughs> ship it to me or reorder them, but it's, like, because it's so big and bright and, like, in my face, every time mm-hmm. I see it, I'm, like, oh, let me go fill it up with water and drink water, so that's definitely, like, a big one, especially that's, like, specific to Q, like, mm-hmm. make the Q really obvious, and it's hard to miss, and it'll be a lot easier to, to do. Um... The second one is to make it attractive. So one of the ways that you can do this is this thing called temptation bundling, which is to pair an attractive habit with what you need to do. Um, so one of the ways that I did this was when I was like deep in my Vampire Diaries rebinge. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'm like could binge watch Vampire Diaries for like days on end Mm -hmm. it's an an issue I can't just like be a slug on the couch after work watching Vampire Diaries so I have this under desk treadmill and I was like okay I can only watch Vampire Diaries if I'm walking or running and so I would literally just like watch an episode of Vampire Diaries and go for a run and then watch another one and walk and I would get like so many steps in a day I wouldn't even notice it wasn't like it was like a great distraction for the run too because I was like focused on the show And I was getting all my steps in every day because I already had the habit in my brain of, like, I want to watch Vampire Diaries after work. I just now had to do the other thing in order to make that happen for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one way you can do it. The other thing to know is that your timing can change your attraction. So, like... That's why like it's more it's better to have difficult habits in the morning even though sometimes it doesn't feel that way because you have tend to have more consistent energy at the morning time whereas at the end of the day like things could have gone wrong. You could have a really long work day and it's really easy to just be like oh I don't want to do this thing anymore. So like that's why mm-hmm. working out in the morning tends to be more effective but you can like kind of manipulate the attraction of a habit based on that. Um. Also like. If it's something like berries or equinox where it's like a bougie experience, you're like going to get your smoothie and like your Insta pic and like it's very (laughs) clean and all of those things like that can make it more attractive rather than like going to some shitty gym in your apartment Mm -hmm. or like working out on your floor. Like it's like that will kind of build the habit and make it more attractive.
1: Yeah. I think especially with like working out, like having a friend, make it like a social thing to Mm -hmm. add on top. Like, Hey, we're doing this together, especially with the morning workouts. I've been trying so hard to, like, build this routine. Yeah. And so with um, me and my roommate, I'm like, okay, we're both going to go to the gym together. And we don't have to work out in the morning. We can drive there together. Or, yeah. like – and we also have a thing where it's, like, if you don't go in the morning, then you owe me a coffee. Which is, like, makes it more attractive to not have to buy her a coffee, I yeah, guess, in a yeah. way. But, like, we have the double reinforcement. We have the social mm-hmm. aspect of, like, driving the car together and, like, complaining about the morning together. And then we also have the, like – Well, if I don't go, then fuck, now I'm out. Like, $7 for a fucking coffee. Or if you are the one that goes.
0: Like, if you're consistently going, then you're getting free free coffee. coffee? Yeah. (laughs) And I do think, like, coffee, I've noticed for myself and other people, it's a really good attraction bundling. And I know some people want to, like, cut coffee out. But I do think if, like, you're not worried about cutting coffee out... And you want to get into a morning habit,
1: mm-hmm.
0: pairing your morning cup of coffee with it makes it so much more attractive. Chelsea talked about that in her episode, but I do think, like, that is a great temptation. Like, I want to start sitting outside in the morning to get morning sunlight. Yeah. And so Kai and I started saying, like, we can only have our coffee while we're sitting outside and we can't be on our phones. We have to either have a book or be, like, talking. And so mm-hmm. we, like, sit outside and start our day, like, watching the light and reading mm-hmm but we're like drinking our coffee, which is what we want to be doing. So that's a really good one too. Um, and then the next one is to make it easy. And this is to reduce friction by automating as much as you possibly can. So a lot of habit building, I guess like the more, most important part of habits is building the habit. And then you can kind of like add intensity, add time, add all of those things Once the habit is in place, but just getting that ritual down is so important. So for me, I've been trying to get in the habit of running more. And one of the things that I do is I allow myself to walk as much as I want. And so I go and if I am like, this is hard, I just walk. And even Mm -hmm. if I go and I walk almost the entire time, that counts. I went for a run. I got outside and I can increase difficulty as I want because 90% of the job is there. The effort is like not the most important part of it. Mm um and so that's a good one or like if you have something at work that you hate doing if there's like ways you can automate it if you can you know do automatic signatures where you can just input a draft email anything that you can do to reduce the friction of the task will make you want to do it more because it's just going to be easier
1: yeah I think also something that really helped me with this book was like you can your goal can be something your habit if you want to work out more your habit can be like work out for two minutes today. Mm -hmm. Like, it doesn't need to be an hour. And then when you have that habit where, you know, every day at 5 a.m. I go for a five-minute walk, slowly and gradually you'll want it to be a 10 or 15, 30-minute thing. Like, the hard part is just fucking getting there. So once you're there, even if it's only five minutes long or two minutes long or doing one push-up, like, if you're past that initial barrier of just doing it a little bit, you'll probably want to do it more. And then it helps you, like, lean into energy level and like what Mm -hmm. your body actually needs that day. And so that's been really helpful for me is like not feeling like a workout has to be an hour, being like, oh, I can do this for five minutes or I can just even I can read one page before bed. Yeah. But I did the habit. Like I'm doing that every night even if it's only one page.
0: Yeah. He actually talks in the book about the gym specifically. He's like there was someone who wanted to lose weight and like go to the gym Mm -hmm. more often and he his goal for the first thirty days was to go to the gym at 5 a.m. And he would literally go to the gym, walk inside, check in, turn around, and leave. And he wouldn't even work out. He would just get in the habit, and that Mm -hmm. was his goal. And then once he had that down, it was like, okay, now you can put in a 30-minute workout. And, like, what's it going to be to me? Like, I'm already here. But if you, you know, take away the mini part where you're like, well, I'm not going to go today, then that's where you start to lose the momentum of your habit because – you're breaking that, like, cue, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, that's a big one. Is like, even, like, doing the simplest possible.
1: Sleeping in your workout clothes if you want to do the morning workouts. Then you yeah. wake up and you're already, like, ready, ready to go.
0: Like, have your shoes next to your bed. Mm-hmm. And, like, the... The reading one I did with journaling, like literally I would make myself journal for two minutes every morning and it's like, mm-hmm. you can do something for two minutes. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, some days I want to say more, but at a minimum I'm going to journal for two minutes every day. And like, yeah. that's like almost nothing. Like it is so easy. Mm-hmm. Um, So yeah, that's definitely like reducing friction as much as you possibly can is a great way to continue building a habit. And then the last is to make it satisfying. And this one is, I would say hard because not everything has automatic return. And so there's a lot of habits our brain is like programmed to just want automatic return. Like mm-hmm. that's all we want all the time. Um and so things like I'm working out, if your goal of working out is to get skinnier, you're less likely to build the habit because you're not going to feel the reward of being skinnier after every workout. And so even if that's your long-term goal, you need to find ways to make it satisfying in the time. So, um, for example, like one of the things he talks about is if you're working on eating healthier, take the time to make yourself good food. You yeah. will be more likely to keep up your healthy habit if you are enjoying your time doing the thing rather than like just eating the healthiest possible option mm-hmm. when you can. Um, so like, that's a great one. One thing that is actually like scientifically proven to increase satisfaction for any habit is a habit tracker or a checklist Mm. so like no matter what your habit is if you have somewhere where you can like put a sticker down and say that you did it you are more likely to keep that habit up because it just gives you that instantaneous reward um and the more instantaneous reward the more quickly your brain will pick it up so like you almost want it to be absolutely immediate which is why like a habit tracker works so well
1: or Or like good food watching vampire diaries while you're working out like you're rewarding yourself in the moment in the moment yeah. like and people you don't have to have a home at home like treadmill you can like watch netflix on your phone like this all the time like yeah. especially now i was training for my triathlon and doing like two hour long bikes in the gym mm-hmm. like just staring in this one little room like <laughs> i would put on a binge netflix show like and it makes yeah. it a little bit easier and you can even do like moderate your intensity like three minutes easy one minute sprint yeah. like it doesn't need to be like you are going ham the whole fucking time. Mm. Yeah, my cousin got a bike and mm. she got it like a
0: Peloton. And she said that she, the only way she can watch TV at all is when she's biking. Oh, yeah. And she's like, I'm literally in the best shape of my life because I just bike for like six hours after Yeah, you're just like moseying. Yeah, because like she's like, if I stop, I turn it off. And mm-hmm. so like, yeah, even if I'm just like doing the bare minimum, it doesn't matter. You're building that habit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the more like you're that's why like drugs and alcohol everyone loves because you literally I'm it's not. an immediate <laughs> response to your brain. It's yeah. the immediate dopamine spike. And so, you know, emulating that as much as you can. <laughs> Maybe yours is you go How to I the gym and have a beer. Into your life. <laughs> <laughs> How to chase addiction. <laughs> Um, yeah, but Habit Tracker is really great because it literally applies to anything, even if it's a shitty thing. Like, also, I think that's why it's important to take note of, like, how miserable you are at your workout and you're going to be way less likely. Like, Mm -hmm. I've started finding workouts, like, with ADHD, that changes literally every month, like, what is appealing to me. But, like, not worrying about what I should be doing or how I should be moving and worrying more about is this fun enough that I want to come back tomorrow? Because if it's not, then I'm going to forget about it in a week and like move on. And Mm -hmm. then I'm just going to be like, well, I'm not working out. So I might as well just like quit altogether. Yeah. So yeah, making it satisfying and attractive is really important. And then a very important like thing that I have found works super well for me is that you can make one habit a cue for another habit. And it's called habit stacking. So, for example, like I talked about earlier with my prescription medicine, I have to take my prescription medicine. So, like, I had to get that Mm
1: -hmm. in my
0: system and, like, build that habit. But now that I have that, I'm like, oh, well, now that I'm taking pills in the morning, I might as well start vitamins. And I might as well start probiotics. So the cue for me to take my vitamins is my prescription medicine. And so mm-hmm. I take my prescription medicine and then I take my probiotics. I did the same thing with my skincare routine. If you like are overwhelmed by a multi-step skincare routine, make your habit, like the base habit, wash your face and put on moisturizer, like whatever your bare minimum routine is. Mm-hmm. And do that and do nothing else. Do just that for like 30 days. And then you'll be in the habit, you won't, you'll feel gross if you don't wash your face morning and night. Like, I feel disgusting if I don't do that. And so that's, like, my bare minimum. And then I just, that's my cue for whatever else. So I add my vitamin C serum, I add my exfoliants, I do my retinol at night. Like, it's, like, that then becomes the cue for the next habit. And I found that to be super helpful in building routines, which I, like, always felt were extremely unattainable, to just kind of break it up into, like, Snackable pieces, and be like, mm-hmm. "Oh, now I can add like one more, and then one more here." um So that's a great habit stacking has like literally changed my life. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I know. For me, that's what I, I've like have my nighttime routine down to like a tea because mm-hmm. I just like, it's all on top of the other, and it's enjoyable the entire time. Like I turn on my red light, turn off mm-hmm. all, so it's like a nice little vibe. I put some candles on. I take a, a candlelit shower, then after my candlelit shower. I'll read and then I'll journal and then I'll be so fucking tired that I just pass out immediately. Yeah, and it's like relaxing the entire time, but it's also like reading and journaling are good things for mental health. And taking a candlelit mm-hmm. shower is also such an easy way to de stress from the day. Like I envision the water literally washing off all of the stress from my body and yeah. That candlelit shower, probably the biggest coping technique that I have for like any stress or anxiety in my mm-hmm. day, and I literally forget about everything in that moment. But and you are anxious, so and I am a is. very anxious person, <laughs> and it's just like closing the door, having it be like the candlelight flickering, like it's just so mm-hmm. so amazing, and that the the shower is in the cue to go and read and journal after, and yeah. like the red light is the cue to start the shower, like it's all. Triggering one after the other, and it's I do it even if I'm going to bed at eleven thirty. Like I'll take a thirty second shower, but I'll still be like I'll sit down for two minutes, and then I'll like read one page. It doesn't need to be like an hour every step. It really just needs to be like repeating the motions every time that I'm in yeah. my room and have the option to.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I think the shower actually was is a really big one for me because I am obsessed with my shower. It's very luxurious, and mm-hmm. I. I love showering and I realized, like, going back to making it attractive and making it satisfying, I like taking a shower to wash my face more than I like just washing my face in the sink.
1: Brushing my teeth in the shower. Yeah, exactly.
0: And so it's almost like the the shower itself is the reward because it's so de-stressing and, like, so relaxing Mm -hmm. that that is a way to, like – I'm more motivated to take a full shower and wash my face than I am to just like lean over the sink and wash my face. Cause that's like messy and uncomfortable and like all these things. Yeah. And so I agree like showers or like finding what your thing is like, is, is it, do you love taking baths? Like what can you add into that thing that you already love and already want to do mm-hmm. to like build your productivity into it? Um, so then the next couple things I'm going to go over are actually from Gretchen Rubin and her book better than before. And this book is, I also highly recommend. It's all about building habits. She did the happiness project where she basically picked 12 different aspects of her life that she wanted to improve. And each month of the year, she focused oh, on one of the 12 aspects. I have
1: the book and I've literally never read it. So it's maybe my really to good read it.
0: and really cute. And I think that one is much more like philosophical about her experience and like mm-hmm. how that went. And then her better than before is kind of the like strategic follow up of like, yeah. how did that work? Like what was like the science behind it? Um, So they're both great. Definitely recommend. So one of the things that she talks about, which I thought was very implicable, was the importance of treats. (laughs) And and she actually talks about the difference between treats and reward because a reward is earned. So if you're saying, I'm going to get a coffee because I went to the gym, that's actually not a treat. It's a a reward. Mm -hmm. Um, However, if we don't allow ourselves treats and only give ourselves (laughs) rewards... It starts to build insecurity and obsession over the thing that you are kind of restricting yourself from. Mm -hmm. And so instead of just being like, I can have a coffee. If you're like, I can only have a coffee if I go to the gym at 5am for two hours, then you're like always thinking about coffee because you're like, I'm so obsessed with like this thing that I can't have. It's so Mm -hmm. hard to obtain and it like gives it so much more value than it had before um. So I thought that was super interesting. And then it also like really leans into all or nothing thinking when you're mm-hmm. thinking that way, which also like, if, especially if it's food related, could lead to like binging or over abstinence mm-hmm. or like, you know, kind of unhealthy habits. Whereas if you allow yourself treats every once in a while, but then also use it as a motivating reward, like you don't have those insecurity, like obsessive thoughts. You just kind mm-hmm. of have like a little bit of motivation, extra motivation to do something.
1: Yeah. First of all, take that positive will. There's the science. Yeah. Science yes. Our hate comment. <laughs> science. First of all, take that positive will, and um, and second of all, I think this is like the whole factor behind like what is it? Intuitive eating, which is like. Yes. We should do an episode on that. I don't really understand or like no, get we should the get concept, someone to do but that. I would love to learn more about it and it. to hear yeah. more about it. But that's something that I constantly work on as someone who like cares what I put in my body and like there's so many I don't know contributing factors to that whether it's like body image or just like health reasons or whatever yeah. it is like there are competing motives going on all the time and the the negative scary voice is like you must do this and then yeah. my healthy voice whenever my healthy voice takes over I feel like I'm just overall much more balanced and that's because mm-hmm. I'm not restricting anything and when you get into the restriction yeah. then it's like I probably, when I'm restricting, end up eating the thing that you label bad or, like, that you shouldn't be eating more because it's more attractive at that point. So, yeah. like, I totally stand by all of this <laughs> ideology and would love to talk more about intuitive eating later, too. Yeah. No, and I think it's, like, it, it it's so important to
0: just not give anything more weight than it has. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, like to it's not- just
1: a fucking cookie. Yeah.
0: Like, <laughs> it's okay. Like, and it totally can be motivating. Like I said, yeah. like it's like, it can be something, but if you limit it to being only motivating, then like you're overvaluing something that is not that important. Mm-hmm. And your brain is going to like pick up on that and yeah. absolutely overvalue it. Um, yeah. So I think importance of treats take that. <laughs> um, and then I'm going to quickly go over loopholes. These are only some of the loopholes that she covers, but I think it's important to note because it's basically just thought patterns that we all fall to. And she talks about how – I forget how she says it. She's like – oh, she calls it avoiding the loopholes. Is like one of the keys to building habits because we just all do all of these things and, like, I'll go over them and you'll be like, oh, yeah, shit, that, like, totally is a loophole. Like, some of these are obvious and some of them aren't. But I think it's important to note because these are the things that essentially get in your way. Um So one of these is if you give yourself a false choice. So if you say, like, oh, I can't do this because I'm doing that. Or, like, Mm -hmm. I can't, like, I don't know, go to the gym because I'm staying at work late. Like, it's, like, you have a choice there and, like, you're you're actively picking. It's not, like, there was – those two things weren't competing until you made them a competition and then decided to pick one.
1: Well, I think it's the whole thing about, like, the concept of time when people are like, oh, I don't have time for that. It's like, well – we all have the same amount of time in a day and you are choosing what to do with your time. So, like, yeah. you could make time, but you don't want to make time. You're that's It's totally fine if you don't want to make time for it, but, like, that's the verbiage. But, like, recognize that. Yeah. Like,
0: recognize that that's what you're doing. Yeah. Um, so, there's that one. And then moral licensing, like, I've been so good. I can do this mm-hmm. is a great way to fall out of your habits, which I do a lot. That's honestly, like, with my ADHD brain, I think that's what gets me every time. It's like, mm-hmm. this habit has been going so well. Let me set myself up for failure and skip a day and then I'll never join again. Well, that was like the whole thing with like
1: puffing, I feel like. It was like, oh, well, I didn't hit the puff for two weeks. So like now I'm with my friends. Yes. (laughs) Having a drink. I I think puffing is not like clear. (laughs) You guys aren't all puffers. (laughs) Like puffer fish. Hello, my puffer friends. I would (laughs) be like, oh, I haven't done that in two weeks. Like I can have... Just yes, one. we would do it every time. <laughs> Which, years. like,
0: with an addictive substance is extra bad. <laughs> um Yeah, so that's a big one. The tomorrow loophole, we've all been there. You're not going to do it tomorrow. <laughs> Just fucking do it today. Um, lack of control loophole is where you, like, excuse yourself because you're like, I can't, like... I can't help myself. I have to eat this cookie. And it's like, mm. it's fine if you're going to eat the cookie, but like recognize again, that you can, you have control over the situation. Yeah. Like, that was one of the things that Whole30 said, actually, when I was like reading through the beginning of Whole30, they were like, you can do this. Like, this is not, people say days. it's so hard. It's not hard. It's no. 30 days of a diet. Like, yeah. you're going to survive. Um, So I think about that a lot. Like, you totally can do most of these things. Like, you can wake up and go to the gym. Mm-hmm. You're going to be okay. Uh, planning to fail, which my dad's favorite quote, which we always, like, make fun of him. We always, like, quote it ironically back to each Mm -hmm. other because he said it to us so much as a child, which is, you don't plan to fail, you fail to plan. (laughs) This one actually is planning to fail. It's like, if you're like, oh, I just will catch up on my emails before I head to the gym. And then it's like, you have a hundred emails in your inbox and you know that. And so you're like, I'm going to set myself up for failure because then I can avoid going to the gym. Mm -hmm. Um, and then this doesn't count like, Oh, if I'm like out with friends, like, you know, with me and my not wanting to drink right now, if I like go out with friends and I'm like, no, this doesn't count. Like there's just a million ways that you could incorporate. This doesn't count into your thinking. Um, concern for others like if you're like oh like I want to go to the gym but like I you know my mom's at home and I need to like hang out with her like
1: Mm. it's like
0: creating some other like kind of projecting like oh this is so much me being selfish or selfless but it's really just like you want to avoid doing something Yeah, Um, and then I have one other but I don't remember what it was (laughs) (laughs) it's called the one coin loophole and then look it up (laughs) let's see if i can get it oh it's the argument of the growing heap so like it's essentially saying like doing one small thing feels meaningless but like you're gonna continue doing it and it'll Mm -hmm. get bigger or like vice versa if you're like oh it's like like this missing this gym missing the gym this one time isn't gonna hurt like it's like no it will because you're gonna keep doing it like yeah um, I think it's kind of the in the inverse of Ed Milet's, like... One more. One more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like, oh, like, one isn't going to hurt. is like, but it's like, it is. Like, one changes everything. Yeah. So, like, make sure you keep doing that one.
1: I, there's a few things that I wanted to add, is that, one, something that your mom talks about, maybe it was you talk about, I don't know, someone, one of your family members talks about this, is, like, if something can be done in 30 seconds, you should just do it now. Like, yes, my mom does talk about that. And I've thought about that so many times in my brain mm-hmm. where I'm like, uh, I don't want to hang that shirt up. Like, I'll throw it on the floor. I'm like, okay, well, yeah. that one shirt's going to take 30 seconds. I'll just do it right now. Or, like, yeah. I will get home from work and, like, have things in my bag that I don't want to, like – Unload load and then like mm-hmm. you know what it's gonna take 30 seconds to put these items in their home like yeah i'll put them where they go realistically otherwise i'm not gonna come not gonna do that task for two more weeks until mm-hmm. i can't see my desk anymore because everything is piled up yeah so that's been really helpful for me and then i saw this other tiktok habit builder guy who was talking about where like he does allow that one loophole like okay you can skip one day but like he never lets himself break a habit for more than two days because Mm. he's like this is like where it's starting to be a problem where it's like okay you can take Friday and Saturday off from like working out or from you don't have to have a vegetable on Saturday whatever it is but it's like okay when we enter three days four days like that habit is just falling to the wayside so like you can take a break but make sure the break doesn't extend too long otherwise the habit Mm. will easily fall.
0: Well, yeah. And I think like breaks are important, especially for things like fitness Mm -hmm. where it's like, you can't run a billion miles a day. Yeah. And so one of the things that I have found helps me is planned breaks because I don't feel like that's a break in my schedule. So like if I'm looking at my week and I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to Pilates, like tuesday thursday and saturday i don't feel like friday and sunday i'm busy on monday and wednesday so i don't (laughs) feel like friday and sunday were like failures Mm -hmm. because that was like planned into the week yeah whereas i feel like you get it gets messy when you're like at you're like making the game time call to skip something yeah or like if you wake up one morning you're like i don't feel well like I'm not going to the gym today, like later to like, I'm aware, aware and conscious of like this decision that I'm making mm-hmm. for this reason. I feel like that is where it doesn't break your habit routine as much because yeah. your brain like recognizes like, here's the reason behind it. Whereas like, if you're just like, oh, I like was laying in bed and then like, skipped. yeah,
1: I think also being like very realistic and specific with your goals Mm-hmm. And what you're really trying to achieve because it's easy if your goal is to work out more or to read more it's easy for that thing to just be like well i read the one time this week and that's more than last week so i'm achieving the goal but there's no like clarity here i know we took in our like how to adult class that mm-hmm. we took that was really there's a thing called like the smart method yeah. where it's like sustainable realistic achievable Uh, like timeline measurable timeline like stuff like that and so it's like my goal is to like we said for august our goal was to get two morning workouts per week like that's very Mm -hmm. attainable the time is there the amount is there like two out of the seven days we could it could be saturday and sunday doesn't even need it doesn't need to be a 5 a.m morning it just needs to be in the morning and um like reevaluating you can if you're like Achieving your goal after two weeks of setting it, like maybe that means we need to come back to the drawing board and make it a little more attractive, a little mm-hmm. smaller. Maybe you need to just be more realistic with yourself on what the goals should be. So I think that's been one of the biggest things is when I do sit down to make goals and like what my habits really want to be, like being very specific and realistic about what my own schedule looks yeah. like. Because failing goals continuously and like setting these lofty goals for yourself and never making them does not make you want to keep resetting and keep like you're just failing all the time which is not an attractive thing
0: (laughs) it's also like and I think we've said this before but I think it's one of the most like impactful things I've ever heard Mm -hmm. is that the only way you're gonna feel self-love is if you trust yourself and if you do something like continue breaking habits you don't Mm -hmm. trust yourself and like that is one of the easiest ways to break your own trust like it's honestly the only way you can break your own trust is by like making yourself promises and not following through with them And it's just really easy to be – I mean, it's not fully easy, but it's, like, one of the easiest ways to reach the opposite of that. Like, finding self-love is by building attainable habits that you're actually hitting. And that's why I think, like, the main thing with all of this, I find, is, like, think of it in incremental moments and, like, how can you achieve those incremental moments and then build on them. And, like, Mm -hmm. that – once you get that down, like, once you get the cue down, then the rest of it comes a lot easier, so yeah, I think just like being realistic, thinking small, and like it will grow big, um, is kind of the the best thing you can do for yourself.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think habit building is very hard and it's a constant work in progress and we're not like perfect at this at no, all. Not even a little bit. And um
0: <laughs> That's why so I that's like when we learn about it. About it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause I like constantly have to
1: remind myself. Yeah, And that's why we have a January check in and then in august we have our august goals and then we are gonna have september yeah. october because we have to keep constantly pushing forward like and you're never even if you achieve all your goals for this year like so what that's it like you're gonna have to have ne- new goals for the next year and like yeah. it's not easy but that's what makes it feel more satisfying too and like you finally do get that goal down and yeah. you hit that milestone is because you did put in the work
0: mm-hmm. totally well thanks for listening